Hey guys, and welcome to episode number 56 of Dill and I'll Talk NFL. Uh, we do have a shorter episode for you this week as we did do our full draft breakdown if you were missing it last week as uh, we got pretty into detail about some sleepers, some impact players, and then obviously the teams that we liked and we didn't like uh, their drafts. So uh, we're going to move on here this week. We're going to wrap up the draft a little bit with yep. a segment on uh, the top five impact players that we picked from last year's draft segment. And we're going to rank them and see how their rookie seasons went. And then we're finally going to get to the Aaron Rodgers saga, I would say. Yeah. I mean, it dominated most of the draft. Really? The we news. Didn't get a chance to talk about it. No, no, we really, draft. because of the draft. No, because the, the news broke, I mean, like hours before the first pick. Yeah. So we will get more into detail with that. Uh, you got anything to say, Al, before we get started? Definitely are going to have to mention another big story which I'll let you break down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Tim Tebow, 33 years of age, coming to play in Jacksonville, Jacksonville. with a young Trevor Lawrence, uh, new coach in Urban Meyer. His best has, buddy. Yeah. I've heard somebody say earlier today that they almost have a father and son relationship. Yeah. I think I've heard that Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow like live in the same neighborhood, well, and they're like three houses down from each other. At this point, so, I mean, no I don't, I don't know if Urban Meyer just saw Tim Tebow running by his house, <laughs> you know, the other day and said, man, we got to sign this guy, but. It could be more of just, you know, having that extra veteran leadership maybe in the locker room as as the Jags are a very young team. I mean, Tebow's been gone from football, though, for how long? Gosh, I, I can't remember the last time. It was the Jets. It was the Jets was the last NFL roster he was on. Yeah. I don't exactly know the that year. So he tried the baseball thing. That was more of just, I think, in my opinion. I'm a huge Tim Tebow guy. I've always been. I have I have all of his books. Yeah. I, I think downstairs in my basement I have a Florida Gator Tim Tebow jersey. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it was more of a baseball thing was a publicity stunt to, to more than anything, just to keep his maybe his name in the headlines. I mean, uh, obviously, he's been on uh, the SEC Network yeah. for a couple years now doing pre-games, uh, doing like their college game day kind of a deal. Yeah. And uh, now he's back in the spotlight, going back to the NFL at age 33. There's no way he doesn't make the roster because what I saw today was something. Oh, he'll make the roster. Urban Meyer will make have him make the roster. Don't 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 worry. And he's gonna be a Taysom Hill type, is how how I'm doing him now. Which Tim Tebow is really honestly the first Taysom Hill. He just Mm -hmm. was a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Had he come in and been the tight end that they used like that, he's that type of weapon, and that's what you need to Mm -hmm. use him as. Um, Honestly, though, I think Tim Tebow on the Jags, I think is a match made in heaven. I do too. (laughs) I mean, young team. A veteran guy who can... I mean, he hasn't had a lot of NFL experience. It's more than anything for me. It's that he's had experience in an NFL locker room. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's had very much time on the field. It's the locker room experience. He's going to be able to walk these guys down and say, hey, I've been in the league. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't been playing a lot in the league, but I've been in the league. I can show you the ropes and show you how it's going to go. For guys like Trevor Lawrence, for guys like Travis Etienne, obviously they brought in um, James Robinson, yeah. LaVisca Chenault last year. Yeah. And they got Marvin Jones. They got Marvin Jones coming Sinus in. So, defense, mm-hmm. Griffin. Mm-hmm. Got, mm-hmm. so they, they're building defense. that veteran leadership, but Tebow's really going to help, I think. Yeah. And that's going to be the reasons why he makes the team. And right. the transition to tight end, it's going to be perfect for him. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. That's one of the easiest, tr- I would think, for a former quarterback, that'd yeah. be one of the easiest transitions. I mean, think about especially it. if you're a bigger bodied kind of a guy. Picturing Tebow as a tight end reminds me of a Travis Kelsey type. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Or a Kittle type. Mm-hmm. Very versatile. Very can stretch the field. Um, think about Tebow. He was never lightning quick, Mm-mm. but but he could. He moves. He moves, he man. I mean, he he had the shiftiness, but yeah. he also had almost like that not trucking ability, but the durable the durable body that could take a hit or two. Yeah, and that's what you want your tight end to do. I mean, I was watching um, when he played in Philly. It was I was for some reason the pre- oh that's right he was a, it was in a pre he won he had one preseason with yeah. the Eagles and I um I was watching the high highlights from it and came up on NFL throwback. Mm-hmm. I mean, for playing, honestly, some of those preseason games, I'm not even going to lie, watching the highlights from them, they're just lit. Mm-hmm. I know they mean nothing. Yeah, preseason but, literally but means see, nothing. But To see Tebow playing in that Eagles jersey, even in the highlights, had I mm-hmm. watched him in person, probably would have been even better. Mm-hmm. But going back and revisiting that is like, wow, in another universe, Tebow's play, could have been the quarterback of the Eagles or – you know, this could have been. It wasn't for Carson Wentz, you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they got Hurts right now. Yeah. I mean, but. Uh, and I'm going to talk about Hurts in our segment of impact players and mm-hmm. players we talked last draft. Mm-hmm. Um, 
players I am now looking at, like, why the heck were these guys on my list? Yeah. And I mean, or I had a couple of those too. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think I really said everything we can do or say about Tim Tebow mm-hmm. in terms of you know. We just hope he makes a you know we we hope he makes the roster. Yeah. I mean, we sit here right now in May thinking, okay, this guy's probably got. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you'd give him a percentage right now of chance to make the week one roster, ninety-eight percent. Okay. And and based on one reason, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I'm 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 with you on the high number. I'm not going to go that high. I'm thinking more maybe in the mid eighties to low nineties. I gave you give me a number right now. I'd probably say eighty five percent. Yeah. Because even some of these, um, you know, we we did talk Super Bowl props, mm-hmm. prop bets. Yeah. There are. I saw it last night. There are already props out for Tim Tebow to catch a touchdown. And people are going to be putting money on it. I just know it. Uh, Eighteen to one odds for him to catch a touchdown this year. Mm. Which means I believe if you put ten dollars on it, you'd win one hundred eighty bucks. I'm gonna do it. That would be a bet I'd want to take. Yeah, because if if if. if Lose ten dollars. What's ten dollars? Mm-hmm. A McDonald's meal. Yeah, right. <laughs> my my number five with a large chocolate shake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely going to be something to watch out in the twenty twenty one season. Maybe gives me a reason to sit and maybe watch a Jaguar game or two. I mean, yeah. granted, yes, I would. I want to sit and watch Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence ETN. Uh, more for maybe what see what Daryl Bevel's offense can do yeah. with a rookie but quarterback. Rookie. He's got the shiny keys to the car, and he got his guy, Marvin and he's got his guy Jones. Marvin Jones too. I wouldn't say they're going to be the biggest riser of the 2021 season. Sneaky sleeper, though. I, I know it. I know it's kind of bold. I know they won a game last year. They won the first game of the year and then lost 15 in a row. But I mean, hey, if it if returns in November and they're somehow you know a 500 football team, it's going to make me look pretty good. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> they could be. I think they have the pieces. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are hating. Um, but we got to move on here to some not really shocking news, I don't think. It's just that we, we've been waiting on this for a while. Yeah. They have not been able to get this Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, any guys to throw the ball to. We you can't rely You can't rely on Devontae Adams uh-huh. to do everything. You can't rely on Valdez Scantling to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Robert Tunyon. That's probably a one or two year thing that you just got there, and you you can't run the ball every play either. Aaron Jones had a great season. Don't get me wrong; he had a thousand yards rushing, and I believe he had five hundred five hundred yards receiving as well, with probably a ten plus touchdown season. Without looking at the numbers right off the top of my head, but I don't blame Aaron Rodgers for wanting to leave. What are your thoughts? Um. Well, I saw the thing came out that he's the three destinations he wants to go to are, you know, Broncos, Saints, Giants, and you know, I've heard the Raiders. I heard Raiders in there. But I think John Gruden's lost interest in any quarterback since he didn't get Matthew Stafford, yeah. which Matthew Stafford is his guy. Yeah. I mean, he used to be on Monday Night Football, and when the Lions you know, were relevant enough to be on Monday Night Football, maybe once or twice mm-hmm. a year, John Gruden, before he got the Raiders job, he would just talk so positively about Stafford. That and I think he hates Derek Carr, to be honest yeah. with you. I don't think he's <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, that guy's horrible. Yeah, Derek Carr <laughs> is so vanilla. So mm-hmm. void of any uniqueness at the quarterback position. Um, I think for Aaron Rodgers, though, Broncos makes sense because if you look at the cap room they have next year, mm-hmm. it's like the second highest. Um, you, they have the draft capital. They have the yeah. young players if they have to give somebody up. Yeah, they, they, they're what makes sense cap-wise. They're what makes sense. They have all the weapons on offense. They have one of the best young they have all the weapons on offense besides quarterback, if you think about it. Drew Locke, I like Drew Locke. His time in Denver, I don't know if if he's going to be there much longer. You, you, they bring in – who did they bring in? What was it, Bridgewater, right? Mm-hmm. They acquired him day before the draft. They got a six, They gave up a six-rounder to Carolina I mean, for him. they're done with Drew Locke. That tells me right there. That or they want a veteran – his development. That or they want a veteran leader behind him to push him. Either you way. see this happen all the time in the league. Quarterback has a bad season, has a bad couple years, you know, maybe on the way out of town. Yeah. They put somebody, they put a veteran leader to push him. This could be you look the Chargers drafted Justin Herbert with the number seven overall pick last yeah. year, number six overall pick. They had Tyra Taylor there. Yeah. Tyra Taylor started the first game. <laughs> you looked in my face and you started laughing. <laughs> the trainer done did mess up. And Justin <laughs> Herbert got his chance. And he kept that job for the rest of the season because 
He knew once Tyrod Taylor, you know, once he healed from those ribs, <laughs> that if Herbert had a slip up, that Tyrod Taylor was yeah. ready to come back in. With all seriousness, I, yeah. I, I can't believe that that happened to Tyrod Taylor. We're yeah. sitting here and that happened in September. Imagine, like, it's not even his fault. Nothing, <laughs> no. he, and nothing he did on the field. But my, my point being, after we took that <laughs> way to left field, is that Tyrod Taylor was behind Herbert when he was having a great rookie season. And if he could have, if he would have slipped up in one of those two games that he had a great game, Tyrod Taylor was right behind him and to take his job. That is pressure. And I think that really helps Herbert in the job security department for this year, especially. I don't believe Tyrod Taylor's there. I believe no, he's, he's in Houston Tyson. now. But it definitely, I think it would made Herbert a better quarterback for what he is now. And maybe, maybe, you know, uh, Drew Locke could have a great 2021 if he, um, no ends way. up maybe Teddy Bridgewater doesn't get his ribs broken hopefully by the Broncos training staff yeah but hopefully hopefully you know Locke can get the starting job if they don't bring in Rodgers yeah and Bridgewater can be there to push him to have a great season I think Locke is not as bad as people say I, I, th- I see a lot of promise. In yeah, people have him as a bottom five quarterback yeah. in the league yeah, great. there's a lot of great quarterbacks in this league don't get me wrong yeah. bottom five I think I can name five quarterbacks off the top of my head that are worse than Drew Locke before I even before Drew Locke even comes into my mind. Drew Locke, he has those that superstar qualities, mm-hmm. the, the and he's got the guys around him. Yeah. He just needs to have one or two good seasons, in my opinion. And he really did get screwed last year when you think about it with COVID. Well, he had the injuries. They they had the whole deal where they had to start the wide the, the yeah. practice squad wide receiver quarterback. Oh, yeah. He, uh, I believe, he missed two or three games with that shoulder injury yeah. that kind of threw off his season to begin with. And by the time he got back on the field, they were horrible, and they basically had nothing to play for. Here's the thing, though: if they bring in Aaron Rodgers. And don't forget about Sutton. Sutton got hurt too. Sutton yeah. didn't even play last he was year. The main guy. And he was the main guy in 2019 before uh, Hamler and Judy came in. And Patrick had a good season. Tim Patrick did a really good season. But if, if, if you take Drew Locke out of Denver too, I think Drew Locke, it, let's say his time in Denver is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I don't think his career is by any means. I, I, I see a lot more promise in him than, like, for instance, think about draft busts in the past mm-hmm. of Josh Rosen. The Jamarcus Russells mm-hmm. for Drew Locke to even be successful in what well, his rookie campaign, right? Mm-hmm. He, he went five and one. Yeah, he went five and one. Yeah, he took over late in the season. Then last year, like we're saying, he got screwed. But if the Broncos wanted to make a move for Rodgers, they, they would, would trade Locke, I think. I think so. And they would also make the most sense based on the cap, mm-hmm. based on all the wide receivers. Because he's still on the rookie contract. Yeah. So it's not going to be much of a cap hit to them because they're going to be absorbing a lot of money for Aaron Rodgers' salary. Yeah. Yes, Green Bay is going to pick up, you know, X amount of percentage yeah. of it. But that's still a giant contract. He has been there for fifteen seasons or sixteen seasons. I read some. I was when they uh, broke that news a couple days after they broke it. Yeah, they were saying people on Twitter and whatnot were saying no Packer quarterback has ever played seventeen seasons for the for the Packers. Brett Favre mm-hmm. played sixteen seasons. What did they do? They yeah. traded him to the Jets. Yeah, or the Vikings. Or yeah. the Vikings. The Jets, I think, and then he came back to the Vikings, right? Yeah, the Jets first and then the Vikings. Yeah, you're right. And he started on the Falcons. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is coming into his 17th season as the Packers quarterback. Does he make it to September? I I, I don't know. I, I think the deal would have gotten done on the draft weekend itself. I thought it was going to happen draft night. I did too. I was waiting. And I saw, okay, Denver's on the clock. If, if it's going to happen tonight, it's happening like now. I my the chances of this trade that, happening. Is there any talk of like did anyone reach out? Uh, not that I know of, no. So does anyone want Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I would, but I would. Think about, <laughs> here's the thing, though, the cap. That's the thing. I though. saw. That's I, the I thing. I can pull up the graphic somewhere of the teams who could take on mm-hmm. and where he wants to play, and the Broncos are only that the only team that fit both categories. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned previous, it he said. Or it's revealed that he said the three locations he'd like to play are Broncos, Saints, Giants. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, Raiders were rumored. This is just what I, I saw from my one source. You, you take a look. The Saints have no cap. Mm-mm. Next year? Next year they will because they're they... I looked. They're still negative. Really? They're still negative next year. They had to rework this year because they were negative. They're mm-hmm. gonna have to even rework. It's because of Thomas. It's it's because of that horrible taste in hell. Well, yeah, that doesn't help either. You it's you gave you gave your quarterback slash tight end 140 mil. It's that contract is one of the worst. And Winston's on a one year like nine million dollar yeah. contract, and he's gonna be your starting yeah. quarterback next year. I swear, it doesn't make any sense. But then, so they're not gonna have the cap. Mm-mm. As, as much as you'd love to see 
if you get Aaron Rodgers as the top five offense, because you you already have Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, you get Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest offenses. They will win a Super Bowl yeah. next year if that happens. They, they will they will compete with Tampa and they will beat Tampa. It's just too bad that that's not going to happen based on cap. Mm-hmm. You take a look at the last team, the Giants. Mm-hmm. Danny Dimes is not the guy. But then no. you have great you have great pieces. We have Barkley, young Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. You have, you, you have uh, what's his They name? signed Kyle Rudolph, I believe, in Slayton. free agency. Like Darius it. Slayton. Then they they, they don't have, have Golden they Tate. Have they Evan did Ingram. they did release Golden Tate though. They so they don't have yeah. him. They didn't Evan. use him much last year though. They have Evan Ingram. But the the defense, it's all right. I like. Jim they got Peppers. Peppers. They that they got Leonard Williams. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Blake Martinez in the linebacking core. That's that's about it, though. I but the Rodgers doesn't have the greatest do- or defense in Green Bay. Okay, yeah. he's got the Smith brothers. He's got Jair Alexander, yeah. Kevin King. That's about it. Jair Alexander was a monster. It's definitely not the Clay Matthews, uh, you know, yeah. Charles Woodson era yeah. that they had when they were, you know, actually winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's been to like four F- NFC Championship games. Yeah, and he's won one. Yeah, and it was because they played. You know, you know who they played that year. With the Bears, Jay Cutler. Did you know Jay Cutler made an NFC Championship game? I totally forgot to that they played the Bears in that NFC Championship game. It was. I think Peanut. It was. It was. It was when Tillman and Urlacher. Because that was. Um, I believe that was Super Bowl 45, 46. Yeah, when they played it. played the Jets though. Mark Sanchez was on that. That, that was the that was the back to back Rex Ryan yeah. AFC Championship Those day. Those were good games. <laughs> they really were too. And that, that Jets team is underrated. You had Santonio San Holmes. You had, you know, good pieces on defense and Revis and Cromartie. And, I mean, that's – Art Scott was on that yeah. team. Uh, Sanchez wasn't the greatest quarterback, no, but – but fumble. Yeah, yeah. That that was probably definitely the, the greatest shining moments of Mark Sanchez's career. Yeah. And it was because Rex Ryan was just – he was a great – I mean, I know a lot of people didn't I like him as a coach. I, I liked him as a coach. I always will. He's on ESPN as an analyst. He's kind of stupid in that remark. I I know that was kind of harsh, yeah. but yeah, def- uh huh. But I could see Rogers going to all three of those teams. I mean, Denver's the number one choice, though. Yeah. You look what they got: Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon. They got Judy. They got Hamler. Yeah. They got Sutton. They got Patrick. They got Noah Fant. People forget about Noah Fant. He was the other Iowa tight end with TJ Hawkinson that came out of the 2019 draft. And they are both great. You got Bradley Chubb. You got Justin Simmons on defense. You got Von Von Miller, Patrick Sertan they just drafted. They got, as I mentioned, Justin Simmons. They have a great up-and-coming young defense. Yes, Von Miller is on his way out. Chubb hasn't been able to stay healthy. Chubb was really vaunted as the Von Miller 2.0 when they drafted him. And they thought they were going to have a great one-two pass duo for the next five years to come. But obviously, Chubb has been able to stay healthy. And really, in the last couple of years, Von Miller's had a lot of injury troubles as well. But you you got to figure Drew Locke's going to go the other way in a trade. Uh Multiple, multiple draft picks. I don't think the Broncos will have a first-round pick for two or three years if they end up pulling this deal off. Because it's going to take two or three first-round picks. And then you can plug Drew Locke right in in Green Bay. Have Devontae Adams having that could be better for Drew Locke's career, to be honest with you. Having having one of the greatest running backs in the NFL behind you, and probably the second or third best receiver. Yeah, throwing best route runner in the league. Yeah, that's about all you're going to be throwing the ball to because (laughs) this is the reason why Rodgers wants out is because they can't get him weapons. They got him Amari Rodgers this year in the draft out of Clemson, solid option. I believe they picked up Funchess in free agency. Uh Granted, Funchess isn't really a number two; he's probably more of a three or four, but. When he was playing with Cam in Carolina, he was a reliable target at times. Mm-hmm. I could, uh, as a sneaky pick, I, I I know Cleveland just came off a divisional round appearance, and I know Baker had a really good season. They're my dark horse to get him, though. Aaron Rodgers? Oh, my god! Just because of the offense. That would keep – I think that would keep Odell. Odell has been talking ever since he got to Cleveland that he wants out. I think that would keep Odell around. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would keep Odell around. Odell. Jarvis Landry. You saw what Peoples Jones did when, when those two yeah. were hurt last year. Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb. Pretty good offensive line. Yeah. That defense led by Miles Garrett. Dunzel Ward. They picked up the two guys from the Rams, Troy Hill and Johnny Johnson. Browns are Super Bowl next year. I'm saying it. I know you were talking about it last week. I know we were joking around. And you're, and you're dead serious about thinking the Browns are going to make the Super Bowl this year. I'm serious. Oh, we still have that 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 agreement that you're getting a Baker Mayfield tattoo if they win the Super Bowl I'm this year. 
But seriously, I, I think they're a dark horse contender. <laughs> I really, I know you're yeah, laughing yeah. at me and you probably think I'm stupid, no, but they are a dark horse candidate to pick him up. <laughs> they have draft capital. They're the same with the Broncos. Yeah. They have draft capital and they have guys. I don't see Mayfield. I don't know. I, I don't see him trading Mayfield to Green Bay though. Here's the way but I yeah, think. that wouldn't make Mayfield happen. He'd want out, so you would have to throw Mayfield in that deal. Yeah. And you'd have to throw multiple firsts. Mm-hmm. But, Any um, anybody that goes for anybody that goes for Rodgers is going to be giving up two or three firsts. Yeah, at least. The, um, I was thinking. No, here's the thing. If even if you're right, and they end up being the dark horse and get Rodgers, if the Browns make the Super Bowl, even if they trade Baker Mayfield. I would still have to give a Baker Mayfield tattoo for, for, for being right on the Browns Super Bowl. I know one thing, though. If they do trade him to either one of these two teams and they do get a quarterback in return, I don't want Drew Locke in this division, and I definitely don't want Baker Mayfield in this division. <laughs> no, bro. I would be Baker fine Mayfield. with them just getting, you know, draft picks and whatnot, yeah. and Deshaun Kaiser would have to start. Or, no, Jordan Love. I'm sorry, Jordan Love. Kaiser was a couple well, years ago. He wasn't even active half the game. No, no. I think he was only active in like six or seven of the games. That's crazy to me. More times than not, when they showed him on camera, he was in a hoodie yeah. and in sweatpants on the, on the sidelines with his, with his mask on and just not even involved in the, in the quarterback discussions. But if this is the end for Aaron Rodgers as a Packer, pretty good career, yeah. I would say. Uh, 51,245 yards, 412 touchdowns, 89 interceptions. He's won 126 games as a Packer. Uh, two of those years uh, were losing seasons out of – I think he's been a starter for 14 years. He, got, he, he was out one of the years. Uh, it was 2018 was the 7-8-1 seven, seven, year. And then, the and then the shoulder injury year, I believe they went under 500. Or no, he went 6-3 and three in that season. I was looking at it last night. He went 6-3 and three in that season. When they uh, lost him is when they went downhill. His rookie season was his other losing season. And he had two 10-plus interception seasons, only two. Nine Pro Bowls, three All Pros, three MVPs. Uh, definitely, obviously, the, the two thousand, the two thousand nine Super Bowl champion. He won MVP this year. I believe he threw for forty five hundred yards and like forty three touchdowns. Only five picks last yeah. year. And that I really, I really thought that Green Bay was going to go to the Super Bowl this year. They just the play calling by Lafleur in the fourth quarter of that NFC Championship game to this day, four months later, just absolutely makes me scratch my head. I don't know, man. I think because they went, if you remember, they were down, what was it? They were down a touchdown, or they were down like six, and they went for the field goal and sat on fourth and goal. Yeah. And then Brady got the ball back and, and just, you know, closed the game out. Yeah. But the thing is, is anybody that picks up Aaron Rodgers, he's 37. He's going to be 38 midway through the year next year. Yeah, we see Brady. He's, he's 43. He's not going to play to 43. Tom Brady is going to be one of the only quarterbacks that's going to play into his mid-40s. He's going to be 45. I think Rodgers has – three maybe four good seasons left and if he's not going to be at the top level like breeze if he's not at his top level of his game he's going to retire yeah so if they do end up trading him and he does go to a new team you're not going to be getting him for very long so so enjoy the success while you while you can have it and i wouldn't give up too much to be honest with you i wouldn't give up my franchise for him for three years yeah that's why honestly if i'm a gm i'm not trading for Aaron Rodgers. he's had a fantastic career I just – he said that if they don't Isn't change – free agent next year, though? Uh, I'll have to look up his contract real quick. Yeah, I, I thought he was That was the one thing on. I didn't look at last night was his contract. I swear I thought he was coming up on it. Hang on one second. Let me look at his contract. Uh, 24th pick overall from Cal in the 2005 draft. Obviously, uh, that is a theme for the Packers in the last couple quarterbacks, drafting him in the first round and letting him sit behind a veteran. Obviously, he had to sit behind Brett Favre for a couple of years. Jordan Loves had to sit behind Rodgers for a couple of years. Uh, he signed a four-year contract when, uh, as soon as his page loads, he did sign a four-year, $134 million contract whenever um, he did sign the current contract uh, with a $57.5 million oh. signing bonus. Almost 100 mil of that is 98, 98.7 to be exact, is the exact guaranteed money that he had gotten. Wow. He got... So, uh, obviously, going into this, like I mentioned, his 16th year in the NFL, uh, they they have two more years of him after this year. But he can get out of that contract next year. Yeah, that's what I heard. So, they have two years of a team option. He's making 14.7 this year, and uh, if he is able to come back for those final two years of his deal, he'll be making 25 apiece. But the cap hit, this would probably be the year to get rid of him. Cap hit's only $37 million this year. Only. 
Now I say only because the Eagles hit had a $80 million hit that when they the traded worst. Wentz. That was the worst. Uh, it goes up to almost 40 next year, wow. and then it goes down to 28 in 2023. So this is the year to double. So this, I would say this year or next but primarily this year, I think. And he said, he said it, what came out and said it, if the GM isn't gone, then I'm gone. So it's the, the front, he's playing his hand quite well. Yeah. He told free agents that were thinking about coming to the Packers, hey, I don't think I'm going to be here next year. So wow. if you're coming here to play with me, go go play somewhere else, basically, yeah. because I'm probably not going to be here. It's going to be really interesting to find out. This is going to so be, he must hate that organization. this is going to be a saga that's going to play out. Into training camp, I believe. He when them. he report, if he reports to training camp, I think everything's just squashed, and he'll be he'll just you know put his head down and go to work. Yep. Obviously, he he hosted Jeopardy for two weeks. Yep. That could be in the back of his mind. You know, he had a lot. He had a lot riding in the back of his mind because those episodes were taped, I believe, right after the season. Yeah. And you know that NFC Championship loss was still fresh in his head. So, I don't know, man. They're they're looking for a host. Aaron Rodgers may retire if they can't trade him is another thing he said. He may he may just just drop it. He just may just say so long guys if they can't find a deal for him. What the heck? So we could be going from, you know, talking about all oh, all these great teams and the great impact that he could be making with a different team and you know, 5 6 7 weeks later we could just be talking about Aaron another Rodgers great retiring. quarterback retiring. Wow. So there's a lot up in the air. This is definitely going to be a story we're going to keep be keeping up with over the next, you know, like I said, five Keeping to seven weeks. So it's really going to be interesting. I mean, chances. I ask you the chances of Tebow making the NFL roster. Before we move on here, percentage of a chance that Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer when they will play week one in September? 7%. Seven percent. I'm going to say 50 50. I think it's up in the air right now. If you would ask me this two weeks ago when that news broke, yeah. I would have said. There's there's a 20% chance that he's in Green Bay next year. I think the longer this draws on, the chances are going to go up that he's going to be with the Packers. Yeah, just because just because of a time impact. Yeah. I mean, this deal is going to take some time to get together. It's not like somebody's going to call tonight and the deal is going to be done tomorrow morning. Watch, it's going to be done tomorrow morning now, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, the schedule comes out tomorrow, so, you know, yeah. he he wanted the spotlight during draft weekend, so maybe he wants to schedule the schedule release. They were showing ads, though. It was funny. For the schedule release. Yeah. And that week, that extra game that they had, that 17th game, it's Packers Chiefs. Huh. And they were labeling it as Mahomes and Rodgers. They pulled that advertisement because <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. It could be Drew Locke or Baker Mayfield versus Patrick Mahomes. Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes. Patrick yeah, Mahomes. you never know, man. Yeah. I I, I gotta <laughs> put out I gotta put out my my uh highlight mixtape, man. Yeah. Maybe how maybe the Packers feel, will sign me. If you if you get signed by the Packers, how are you feeling as a line? I don't Are know, man. Going to work? I'd take the money. Oh my gosh! Everybody, uh, everybody in my life would be set. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> we'll be right back, right for the uh, last segment. For the last of segment the of the day, yeah. All right, we are back here for our final segment of the day. We are going to be doing a breakdown of the top five uh, players that we just talked about in our 2020 draft breakdown, and to see if they had a great rookie season or not. Uh-huh. Um, you want to lead us off with number five? Number five, um, I believe my number five on my list as I'm pulling up my notes here is Grant Delpit, which, I mean, if we just take a look at, you know, he didn't even play. Let's, let's phrase it like No, that. really. He had an injury. He got surgery um, and never played a single snap in, of his rookie season. Wow. That's incredible. Looking back, you know, there's a lot I think I would change about my list. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's quite top heavy, but bottom it ain't too good. But hey, I mean, we judge these guys before they even play it down in the NFL. So I I think I was basing this off of pairing him in that young Browns secondary with guys like Denzel Ward and, Mm -hmm. you know, some guys like that. And I I think, you know, all in all, my number five, who. I don't know if I ordered them before or how I did, but um, I just threw them all in a, li- in a yeah. top in a five. I didn't even order like this year. I didn't even yeah. order mine, but this this was a flop. <laughs> well, I mean, he had surgery. Okay, yeah. he didn't get to play very much, so I, I, this year, I his career is not over just because he had a bad rookie season. But this was definitely a flop for last season mm-hmm. for rookie season impact player. No, nah. yeah, eventually maybe. Uh, Who do you have at uh, your number five spot? Number five, Zach Bond. Uh, he was a linebacker out of the University of Wisconsin. He was drafted by the New Orleans Saints in the third round. He played in 15 games for the Saints, 
but he only started in three of them. So more of a special teams kind of guy. What I did yesterday when I was, you know, doing my notes uh-huh. is that I watched the highlight tapes, the rookie highlight tapes. He was the only one I couldn't find any tape on. Just because, you know, he didn't do he much. Didn't he had 12 tackles. He had one of them for a loss, and that was about it. No, no sacks, no forced fumbles, no pass defenses, mm-hmm. no interceptions, no nothing. Too bad he couldn't get any time out there. You know, you think New Orleans linebackers, you, you know, you thought he would maybe get a chance, but they did Not lose uh, Anzalone to free agency. Yeah. So maybe he can get a little bit more time as uh, Anzalone, I believe, is a Lion this year now. Wow. So uh, that'll be nice for the Lions. Uh, more used in the special teams, and hopefully the Saints can use him more in 2021 and beyond. Number four, I had a guy who also didn't see much of the field, but his name is Xavier McKinney. No idea. Safety out of Alabama. He yes. was like a second-round pick, wasn't yes. he? I had no idea. Why I had him on my list. I had a lot of <laughs> you were pretty high on those Alabama guys last year, if I, I remember correctly. I was. I love Alabama. Just on the Cowboys draft in general, but yeah. they uh, they actually, I mean, uh, yeah, Prescott got the horrifying leg injury, yeah. and that kind of set their season uh, downhill. As yeah. He was, I was, I've mentioned this multiple times yeah. uh, since that injury. He was on MVP pace until he, that injury. He, he, was, really he had like 1,000 yards through like two and a half games. He was insane numbers those first couple weeks. Uh, and his injury is one of the most disgusting I've ever seen. And his reaction of him screaming just lives in my brain. Um, but Xavier McKinney, another safety. So I had two safeties on my list. Uh, I'm thinking, looking at this man, I must have really liked the safety position last year. Um, he only played six games, started four of them. And, I mean, I, like I'm saying, I guess I was pretty high on him. He, he had 25 total tackles, 14 solo, 11 assists. And uh, not a huge impact, not non-existent. Obviously, 25 tackles the majority of them being solo, mm-hmm. you'd like to think, you know, he, he got some playing. Time. Yeah. So solos tackles are more impressive, I think, than yeah, just the total tackles. For sure. But I think uh, he has a lot of room to grow and develop into someone who could be a solid piece in mm-hmm. the secondary. And he's still young, I think. And there's really not much in that Dallas secondary. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I don't think I necessarily missed with this one, but he didn't have the immediate impact, mm-hmm. I thought. I, I still see potential. And with, with – all the top four guys on my list, and even I'd say Delpit, I guess. Mm. I still see a lot of potential for them to make some career. Yeah. Fill some role. Yeah. Hopefully he can have a good 2021 because that Dallas defense, it's good, but the secondary weighs that defense down a lot. It's so they fun. have taken a significant drop since they let Byron Jones go yeah. to the Dolphins in 2020 free agency. You look at it, they have Demarcus Lawrence yeah. and uh, guys like that in the secondary, and they probably have the best linebacking core in the NFL. Yeah. With Leighton Vandrush, with Jalen Smith, they picked up Micah Parsons in the draft. And the other guy. And uh, crap, who did they pick up? I totally forgot. It was yeah. We talked about him last week. Jabril Cox, yeah, from LSU. Uh, We both had him as our um, in our impact player. So maybe uh, Jabril Cox will have a better season than Xavier McKinney in his rookie season. But at number four, I had Yatur Gross Mados from Penn State. He was an edge rusher. Uh, Great story, I believe. um, I talked about it last year when I talked about Gross Mados. Second rounder picked up by the Carolina Panthers. He didn't get much playing time as well in the rookie season as um, him and Zach Bond. Obviously, Xavier McKinney and Grant Delpit didn't either. Uh, But 24 tackles in 12 games. He started seven of them with two tackles for a loss. He did get a forced fumble in a game against against Carolina because that's who he plays for. Uh, He did get a strip sack on Kyler Murray, though, in their week three game against the Cardinals Mm -hmm. and two and a half sacks. He made most of his impact when he was given a chance. Hopefully more playtime can equal better stats and more accolades for him in 2021 and going into the latter half of his career. Uh-huh. So both of our bottom two guys were more, you know, they didn't see much of the field, mm-hmm. but they still have that potential. My third guy, Jalen Hurts. He got some playing time at the end of last year. He QB for the Eagles, ended up being the starter. He showed those flashes of what he can become. I believe I said it would affect Carson Wentz's play. Well, it it, it kind of did, but yeah. Carson. We've I think we figured out that Carson Wentz. I think is that his prime hit quite early. Yeah, and maybe the ACL injury had something to do with it. I mean, that was another guy that was on a VP pace yeah. on the Eagles Super Bowl winning season. Yeah. He tore his ACL in like what week thirteen. Never the same. And was never. It's never been the same since. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do in I Indy this year. Have a great season in Indy. He's got a better team around him in Indy than he did in Philly. And he has a team that believes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Reich used to be his offensive court yeah. coordinator. And you saw that's when he was. And really that's when vibing. he was. That's when he was vibing for sure. I think that I like Doug Peterson. Yeah. I don't like the move Doug Peterson made in that final game. To to oh to put him. Sudfield in there instead yeah. of Hurts. Yeah. That's so, why. That's probably one of the reasons. Probably one of the reasons Doug Peterson's no longer the Eagles coach anymore. Yeah. 
I, I, I think um, in terms of what he did to flip Philadelphia into a Super Bowl team was amazing. Well, Frank With, Reich, I mean, that, that helped too. Yeah, but throwing the, that last game, leaving such a sour taste, and now he's done. Um, I left I, a, that would have left a sour taste in Hurts' mouth, I think, if they would have kept Peterson. Yeah, no, and I, I think I, um, I still believe in Jalen Hurts. Oh, I, I, never, so I never doubted Jalen Hurts. There's so many people who I, – I did at first. I had to come around and be like – because, like, honestly, I'm not a huge Tua guy. I knew Jalen Hurts was right behind Wentz and that they could have made an, not an instant impact, yeah. but an impact, a big enough impact. But I, I really think uh, Jalen Hurts has shown those flashes of being a great player. Super Bowl, Hall of Fame, that's uh, the accolade. I don't know if I see that for no, Jalen Hurts. Not, not even close. A Good. solid NFL starter for eight to ten years? Good. Yes. Yes. Playoff wins? Yes. Yes. Super Bowl? Nah. Depends on what they can build around him. Yeah, but I like Jalen Hurts. I like the addition of Devonta Smith, but he only weighs 160 pounds. We talked about Devonta Smith last week. I said it. 245 line pound linebacker comes around, and I think Devonta Smith's career is over. Yeah, he's gonna he's, get cracked, and the twig will be broken in half. I really view him <laughs> as a bust. But who do you have at number three here? Uh, number three, I mentioned Kyler Murray. Uh-huh. I have Kenneth Murray. Do you know they're cousins? Cousins, yeah, you told me. Uh, he was a first-round pick by the LA Chargers, uh, their second first-rounder of that 2020 draft for the Chargers, linebacker out of the University of Oklahoma. He had a sneaky rookie season. I was really shocked to see him playing, especially towards the end of last year, as an every-down linebacker. Mm. Obviously, they really don't have that great of a linebacking core. Denzel, uh, he filled in the Denzel Perryman hole. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, some younger uh, Dual Tranquil, I believe, uh, Kaiser. They had some young linebackers. Um, made a lot of good clutch goal line or short yardage stops. I did watch a highlight that he had against the New England Patriots uh, in that blowout loss that the Patriots suffered to the Chargers where he uh, stopped Cam Newton at the goal line. They called it a touchdown initially, but he did stop him at the half-yard line. So really a good short yardage uh, player this year. 107 tackles, 68 solo with three tackles for a loss. Also had a sack and three pass defenses. He had a fantastic rookie. Yeah, he did. Sneaky defensive rookie of the year kind of a guy. So hopefully he can build from here. And maybe become a Pro Bowl linebacker, All Pro linebacker one day. He's gonna be good. And Especially as the Chargers get better, I can see him getting better. Yeah, I think he's gonna be one of those guys who's a key piece in this young Chargers franchise. Um, my number two guy, um, as I pull up my notes here, Patrick Queen, a guy I was super duper high on. He made that tackle at the goal line in one of those games one-handed, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the moment I knew, you know, I might have hit the mark here. I don't know if I see as much promise as I initially did in being a great, one of the best top I mean, we were labeling him, I believe, in our draft preview yeah, last year Ray as Lewis. Ray Lewis Jr. And, you know, I don't necessarily see him as that now watching him playing in the NFL. Yes, Ray Lewis didn't have this great of a rookie or yeah. a great rookie season either. But yeah. but Patrick Queen, great season. Um, but they used a first rounder on him. So, yeah. you know, you had those expectations right when yeah. you saw the name. You're like, okay. Ray Lewis was the next name that popped into your mind because yeah. you're not going to use a first rounder on a guy that you think is not going to be Terrell Suggs or Ray yeah. Lewis if you're the Baltimore yeah, Ravens. for sure. And I, I think he panned out for the rookie season. I don't think it was met my expectations, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can You had higher expectations my than expectations most. My expectations were so high. Mm-hmm. I still think That's what I thought about my next guy, too. Yeah. I, I, had, I, I think he did good, didn't meet my expectation, kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But Patrick Queen watched for him. He, he still has, like, all the potential to be a great linebacker. Mm-hmm. At number two, um, same with Alex. I had a lot of expectations coming in for this guy, uh, Michael Pittman. I really thought he was going to have an outstanding 2020. He was injured, though. He played in 13 games in 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, another second-round pick. He was out of USC. Obviously, they have that air raid offense. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see another USC product that the Lions picked up in Amara St. Brown. Uh-huh. Hopefully he can have a little bit more of an impact than Pittman did in his rookie season. Uh, Pittman had 503 yards and a touchdown with 8.2 yards per target. Mm-hmm. He had five catches for 90 yards in their wild card loss to Buffalo. So, you know, at the end of the year, he started to pick it up a little bit more, had a 45 yard touchdown for that only TD against the Packers in that crazy win that they got late in the season to really, you know, bolster their playoff chances. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really interesting to see what he can do with Carson Wentz. Maybe Pittman and Wentz could have a good connection. Maybe. Hopefully he's able to use he's his number Because he's pretty much the number one guy. T.Y. is more of a slot guy and on his way down. Yeah. And then they're going to have um, – who did they pick up at tight end? Didn't they pick up Trey Burton last year? I think so. And then they – I mean, they have the best offensive line in football right yeah. now. 
Ryan Kelly, the, the center. Guy. Quentin Nelson, the best, the guard. best guard in probably the last five years in the NFL. I mean, yeah. we don't talk very highly about guards and tackles Nelson, very much, but Quentin Nelson, you know, most casual football fans don't know the name, maybe besides on their team of guards and tackles. You know Quentin Nelson. Yeah. If you're if you're a casual football fan, you'll know Quentin Nelson's yeah. name. I mean, that guy's an absolute animal. I yeah. mean, and he's like one of those guys, like generational. Mm-hmm. He's a generational. He's a he's a, he's a Marshall Lions. he's a Marshall Yonda kind of you yeah. know Anthony Munoz kind of a yeah. kind of an impact. I think Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Those they were, were Joe Thomas was a tackle. Yeah, but there's been some great line in the NFL. We don't I talk mean, much about the linemen very I, much. The, the big uglies. The center for Peyton Manning on the Colts for so long. Ryan, or Jeff Saturday? I love Jeff Saturday. He was always yeah. cool. I'm gonna say I Ryan loved Saturday. Dominic Raiola when he was on the Lions. Do you know he used to live around here? He did? He used to live on uh, Upper Streets. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's not that far. Mm-hmm. Or at least he wasn't that far. Yeah. But uh, uh, hopefully. We both are the same number one guy. So yeah. So finished your thoughts here about Pittman. And I mean, I just hope that Wentz, you know, Frank Wright can get another year yep. under his belt with Pittman and they can just create a great connection. Because obviously, as you mentioned, with J- when you talk about Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz and Frank Reich are back together. Yeah. Frank Reich's or Carson Wentz's best years or when Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator for yeah. the Eagles. I hope they can just continue that form and with the great defense they have. Mm-hmm. You meant your favorite, your favorite players on that team, Darius Leonard. Love Darius. One of the best young linebackers, if not the best young linebacker in this Monster. league right now. Monster. And with DeForest Buckner rushing the passer, Kari Willis at safety. They got some guys back there. If you can go I back picked up Xavier Rhodes last year. That's an A plus draft for me. I mean, they picked up Xavier Rhodes last year, too. I know Xavier yeah. Rhodes is at the end of his career, but they they will be a team to watch, I think. Sneaky. Sneaky team. Uh, they they didn't win the division last year, no. they uh, The Titans won the division. But I think Ooh, if Derrick Henry doesn't have another 2,000-yard season, yeah. I think Colts. I think the Colts can win the AFC South the next year. Down, Tannehill, I'm not – I've really never been high on Ryan Tannehill. I but I mean, if you could just turn around and hand the ball to 22 and he can just truck people and, uh-huh. and stiff arm Josh Norman five yards or <laughs> that poor Lions linebacker he stiff armed in week 15 last year. I never hated Tannehill. I've never been like, get Tannehill, Tannehill out. They just don't have the defense for me. Fantastic. I don't think they have the defense for me, the Titans. They have Malcolm Butler they in the back had, end. Who do they add, though? Bud Dupree? Bud Dupree, which is going to be a huge loss for which is going to be a huge loss for the Steelers, Bud yeah. Dupree. But yeah, they get Devin I Bush back next that. year. The Steelers started. Let's just remind you. Steelers started eleven and zero to then lose four of their last five games. What an embarrassing end of the season that was! In the first round of the playoffs to their rivals, that almost hung fifty on them. And the best part is Juju saying nameless scary faces. You just got embarrassed. Uh, I was. I can't believe the Steelers resigned him. I would I would want to get I wanted I wouldn't touch Juju Smith Schuster if I were the Steelers with a twenty five foot pole. He's on a TikTok curse. Every time he would TikTok dance on the logo, they lost. But um, we both have the same number one guy, so I was gonna. Let and I mean, start. we a lot of people said that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was gonna be a good player. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna have an instant impact, and we both hit it pretty good. Yeah, you know we could have we could have made the safe pick. We could have said you know Jerry Judy, or we could have said yeah. Justin Herbert. Or we could have Joe said Joe Burrow. Burrow. That would have been a safer. But I thought Edwards Hilaire, when I picked him as an impact player, was a little bit of a sneaky pick. Yeah. Because obviously this was before we knew that uh, playoff Damian, Damian Williams was yeah, going to opt, opt out. out. Well, this was before we thought Daryl or Daryl Williams didn't have that great of a season. This is obviously before Bell signed with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, they were really lacking at the running back position. And I thought, okay, you know, Mahomes will need five or 600 yards from this guy. Maybe, maybe less than that. And Mahomes could do what Mahomes is going to do, yeah. and then we make another Super Bowl. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, besides Herbert and Jefferson, mm-hmm. I'd say he probably had the third best rookie season in this class on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you okay. look at you look at the instant impact he had week one. Yeah, against Houston. Yeah, it was the Houston Texans. They're 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 not the 2018-19 Houston Texans. Yeah. They weren't last year. It showed they only won like four games last year. Hundred plus yards in his first game. Didn't he score two touchdowns as yeah. well? 803 yards rushing, almost 300 receiving with five total touchdowns, four rush, one receiving. He only played in 13 of those games too. Missed the divisional game against the uh, Browns, but came back. Didn't really have a great playoffs. He only had 71 yards in those two games. Better game was the Bills game. I believe he only had 40 yards against the uh, Bucs in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. You watch for Edwards Hilaire though. He's going to be good. He's going to be a top 10 running back in two or three years, I think. I think he's already, fantasy-wise, 
There were people drafting him in the first round last year. Yeah. And I thought like top five. People were drafting him number four, number five. And I thought, I mean, I had a lot of upside in Edwards Hilaire, yeah. but I didn't think he was gonna be a top five fantasy running back last yeah, year. No. To get drafted in the first round in your rookie season, yeah. that was more like when Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon were coming out. Yeah. People were drafting Ezekiel Elliott like number two overall. Yeah, in his rookie year. I just I don't know. I, I he's that top ten. I fantasy stats and NFL stats actually are different. He could still be a top five fantasy running back just because he can catch the ball out of the backfield yeah. too. But in terms of just like real life, I think he can be a top 10 running back in two or three years to come. I think he's already top 15 right now. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I think he was definitely one of the best players, like you're saying, on the offensive side of the ball to come out of this draft. Um, he started off with that huge game, like you mentioned. He had some good play here and there. But my thing about Edwards Alaire, I feel like he disappeared in big games. And that's something, if he wants to make a name for himself beyond just yeah, he needs to show up in those playoff games, he needs to show up in that Super Bowl. I know that he got bombarded by Patrick. Yeah, by the time he actually he, – he had I, I watched the highlights on him yesterday. Yeah. He had a couple good runs in that first drive in the third quarter yeah. that they could have made a statement, maybe made a comeback if they would have scored. I don't believe that. Yeah. I believe they got a field goal in that drive. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was kind of a blowout, and he really couldn't do anything about it uh, once the fourth quarter hit as Mahomes was just trying to do whatever – whatever – Patrick Mahomes could do to get the the Chiefs back in that game. I mean, you mentioned almost every episode the sidearm throw. And, but you know, I'm gonna pull up Bob Edwards Hilaire's game logs real quick and he was, see. He was good that first game though. I remember sitting down like this is the first football game in so. Yeah, we were so excited. We hadn't had live sports in so long. I mean, that. and he came out balled out. I mean, and he's you and, know, and that he's was small, not five seven two oh seven. He's shifty, like you're saying. I view him as a top 15 now. Has all the potential to be. A he had 138 yards and two touchdowns, or in a touchdown in, in that game. first game. He had 161 yards against uh, the Bills in that uh-huh. Monday night. Uh, that was one of those games. I think they got postponed due to COVID. Yeah. But other than those 100 yard games, he didn't hit 70 yards only once. Yeah, he disappeared. So against New Orleans, he had 80 yards for 79. Against the Raiders, he had 69. He had the 161 against Buffalo. He had the 138 against Houston in the first game. Back-to-back 64s against the Chiefs and the – or not the Chiefs, the Ravens and the – or the Bucks, the Ravens and the Pats. But other than that, only one, two 40-yard games. He had games where he had 14 yards. Against Carolina, he had 15 yards. The Jets, he had 20. Games where you're supposed to have big games against yeah. – Carolina and the Jets don't have great defenses. He combined – yes, he only had 11 carries. But he only had 35 yards in those 11 carries. And then his playoffs. Oh, I mixed those up, actually. He had a good game against the uh, Bucks when he actually got the ball. Mm-hmm. Nine carries, 64 yards. He only had seven yards against the Bills, but he did score. So, yeah, I mean, he really didn't show up much. I mean, the 100 yards and the 70-yard games were against mediocre teams. I mean, okay, the Baltimore and the New Orleans, those were good games. Yeah. Those were games they needed to win. Those were primetime games where everybody was watching. Just can't believe he didn't score many touchdowns last year. He had two against the Raiders in week 11. He had one against Denver in week seven, and then he had the game touchdown in the opening game and then the touchdown in the playoffs, and that was it. Yeah, he's got. He's still got a lot of potential. That's mm-hmm. the thing. And he, he made an impact. Yeah. First game out, and I just wish he would have stayed consistent. Yeah. I like him, though. I think he's the best out of the list that I had. Definitely the best running back in the class. Well, yeah, no, even though no even though Antonio Gibson and James Robinson had pretty good seasons, but they James were James Robinson went undrafted. Yeah, yeah, and he had a thousand yard season, didn't he? The thing is with James Robinson, they had to feed him the ball so much too. So no doubt he's gonna. Have I guess when you're uh, when you're down, you have to. But uh, I think that's gonna wrap up. What is this episode fifty six? Episode something like that fifty five, fifty six. Um, we talked. You know, Tim Tebow coming, returning to the NFL. We talked, uh, we reviewed kind of our impact players from last year's draft and re-ranked them mm-hmm. based on the season they had. And then we talked Aaron Rodgers and our new series, Keeping Up with Aaron Rodgers. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be keeping up with them week to week or however, when we get news about them. Uh, in, the, in the upcoming weeks, we're going to be talking uh, not so much draft side of things. I think we're going to do the awards prediction again. I wanted to take a take some time and think about young players also with you know hall of fame potential or guys who are in the early stages of their career still mm-hmm. not necessarily the brady's the rogers the fitzgeralds who we know will be hall of fame mm-hmm. but guys we think when it's all said and done if they get if they have the careers that we think they could have what kind of guys do we see maybe entering the hall of fame um i mean i can tell you Patrick Mahomes is probably a guy who's going to enter hall of fame no matter what now 
Um, but Dale, do you have anything to say before we, you know, end out episode 55, 56? Here? No, I, I mean, just keep, you know, to rate, review, and subscribe. We uh, love, you know, putting out these episodes and whatnot, yeah. even though if we don't have the greatest content or if we don't have, you know, the content that takes up a lot of time. Yeah. You know, this, these segments where we go back and look at our lists that we made over the last year, those are really fun. But uh, as you mentioned, we're going to be doing that new series on the younger players in the league. And then we will be talking about the schedule release. Yeah. Comes out tomorrow week. night. We'll tomorrow night at 8. Yep. If you if you do want to watch. I don't think the Lions will be getting any primetime games uh, this year, which, which is unfortunate. But, you know, we're looking forward to see who we, – we know one game for sure is that 17th game got added the week 18. They will be playing at Denver. Which uh, which could be, <laughs> could be against Aaron Rodgers. No. So you're telling me we played against this guy in the league or in the North for 15, 16 uh, years, and if he does get traded to Denver, we would have to play him in the final week. In the final week of the season, which you know, if if he's there, hey, if he's there, they may not play him because they could have a playoff spot locked up. Yeah, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is our dad. As Lions, Aaron Rodgers is the Lions team dad. He, he takes – every time we play him, Hail Mary or stupid face mask calls against oh, us. Oh, gosh. Don't bring up it's the face mask. Time, don't bring up the fan, phantom face mask, please. Every time. Or the or the uh, hands to the face. or. Uh, but, I mean, we can talk to Aaron Rodgers and, and all the horrible things he's done to Lions. We can make an all, a whole episode probably on bad things that Aaron Rodgers has done to this friend. Next week. next week on Keeping Up with Aaron Rodgers, we're going to be talking. <laughs> the horrors that he has put us through as Lions fans. Yes. We're going to have a celebration. I think we should have a citywide celebration if he gets traded. Oh, I swear. We should have a birthday party. We should have like a, a ceremony of freedom. We're finally free. Or like independence from Aaron Rodgers Day. <laughs> he can no longer destroy us two times a year. But, uh, I mean, we just want to thank you guys for listening and, and supporting this podcast. And, uh, you know, it means a lot to us. And we'll see you next week for, what, episode 56, 57? 57. Uh, so we'll see you next week. And, um... I think that's it. Yeah. Have a good week, guys. Thanks for listening.